Welcome to Only Trying to Help, the podcast where we try to help you help other people. I'm Dr. Kate Watson, and folks, for many of you, perhaps not all of you, but for many of you, it is the holiday season, and it's time for our annual Only Trying to Help gift-giving guide. (laughs) If you recall, Leslie and I did a two-part episode last year dedicated to well-meaning gift giving. I think we called it gift giving gone wrong or something like that. It was hysterical. Uh, Listeners wrote in to us and told us about the horrible gifts they've received over the years. We heard about everything from weight loss books to underwear and hair removal products. (laughs) Uh, Let's say there is a lot of bad gift giving out there. And I happen to think that this year, in particular, it's important to get this right. Folks, a lot of people are out of work in the United States and around the world. Let's not lose sight of that this year. This is a tough one. A lot of families are trying to maintain the holiday spirit on a limited budget this year. And so this isn't the time to waste your money on something that ended up falling short in the end. This is the time to get creative and to show people you love them and to show people you know them and to do it without necessarily spending a lot of money. I happen to believe that the best gifts in the world meet at least one of these two criteria. So number one is that the gift actually helps the gift receiver feel understood in some way. And number two, the gift actually helps the gift receiver Like, remember their values or remember what's important to them. So, for example, when my friend Marie sent me a gift certificate to my favorite donut place, I felt understood. I opened it and I thought in my mind, oh my God, she gets me. She gets me. And the emotion that followed was gratitude and joy. And it may have only been a gift card, but it met criteria one for me. I felt understood. I also set up an email account for my niece and nephew. They are one and two years old and they have no idea they have an email account. They don't even know what email is, but I email them once in a while and I tell them about things we did together and how they're growing up and how much I love them. And one day I will give them each the login and password information for the email account. Maybe when they're 18 or something, I haven't decided. I hope that the gift of reading messages from Aunt Kate will meet criteria number two. It's a gift that will remind them about what is truly important. So I suppose we could end the episode right here, you know, with those two criteria. Number one, the gift should help the gift receiver feel understood. And number two, the gift should help the gift receiver remember their values or remember what's important to them. But I thought it might be fun to dig into some of the best shit pop psychology has to offer, the five love languages. You know you read it. 
The Five Love Languages was once a book, and now it's really more of a model for understanding how we give and receive love in relationships. There are books about love languages in marriage, in workplaces, raising children, etc. I want to focus on the love languages in the context of gift giving. Because let's face it, giving gifts is really just one way that we show love. And Gary Chapman, who developed the love languages, he teaches us in his books that we tend to show love the way that we receive love. So let's walk through that. The five love languages are number one, quality time. Number two, words of affirmation. Number three, material gifts. Four is acts of service. And five would be physical touch. So what does that all mean? Basically, we all have a way that we like to receive love. Some people like hugs, hand-holding, and kissing. Uh, you may know someone who, in your life who just can't get enough of that. So for them, maybe their, their love language is physical touch. So what does that all mean? Basically, we all have a way that we like to receive love. And mine might be different from yours. Some people like things like hugs and hand-holding and kissing. And you may know someone in your life who just cannot get enough of physical touch. Some people prefer to receive love in the form of quality time. For them, the best gift you can give is tickets to an event that you might attend together or a gift certificate to a restaurant where you could both go and enjoy a meal and a conversation. These people just like to hang out. They want to do things with you. Some people prefer acts of service. They feel loved when you do something for them. You run an errand for them or you lift a burden from their life in some way. So for this person, the kind of gift you might give would be something like a housekeeping service or maybe hiring a babysitter for them or offering to come over and finish their ironing for them. These are people who feel loved when we help them out. Some people, and I think I'm one of them, most appreciate words of affirmation. I mean, I, I guess I feel a little silly admitting it, but the best gift you could give me is to tell me you think I'm doing a good job at something. Write me a letter or send me a text, but say something positive and encouraging. Those are the best gifts to me and to people like me. And you likely have folks in your life who would most appreciate a gift like that. And finally, some people like to receive a token or a material object. This time of the year, these are the folks who really like to get a shiny new toy. So I happen to believe that it's a good idea to think about the people in your life and use what you know about them to make a guess about the person's love language and then use your limited time and precious resources to find a gift that matches his or her or their love language. So for example, if I think about my parents, I can't imagine there is anything they want more than quality time with the family, more than any object or sentiment or service. They want to see the family and be together. My parents like when we play games together. Uh, we haven't been doing much of this because of the pandemic, but they like when we get together and play cards and things like that. Quality time. But for my friend who prefers acts of service, I might offer to bring over dinner some night so that she doesn't have to cook for her family. For her, that might help her feel really loved 
because I'm lightening a burden from her life. I'm sort of figuratively taking something off her plate, but maybe more legitimately putting something on her plate. I have a friend who prefers words of affirmation. So for her, I'll probably send her a Christmas card with some thoughts about, you know, how I've seen her grown over the years and what our relationship means to me. Here's the problem, folks. Unfortunately, we don't really do this. We tend to show love the way that we want to receive it. And that gets us into trouble. People give the gift they would want to receive, and that's not always helpful. So here's an example. My love language is words of affirmation, but that couldn't be further from the truth for my sister. So I might be tempted in an awfully well-meaning way to write her a long letter telling her how much I love her and admire her because I would love a gift like that. But it would make my sister so unbelievably uncomfortable. I'm not certain what her love language is, but I don't think it's words of affirmation. So try your best to avoid this mistake and not just at the holidays. Look, we should always make an effort to show love to people using their love language, not our own. So I took a a super unscientific poll of the only trying to help followers who I admit are a heavily biased group. They're mostly my friends and family members, but because we were interested in knowing about love languages, I, I posed this question on social media. And the question was, which gift would bring you the most joy? And the options were meant to pair up to the love languages. So I put things like a new gadget, like a phone or a camera, um, spending time, like playing a fun game or watching a movie. Uh, A letter filled with kind words, a nice long hug, or handling a chore for me, like picking up my dry cleaning or doing the dishes. So I kind of wondered if, you know, because I am the one who worded those options, I wondered if I had already set us up for a really biased response. And I thought, oh, you know, people are going to definitely answer this way over that way. Well, you know what? I'll tell you, people surprised me. Every single one of those options was selected at some point. So every single love language was represented in our audience. There was in our group a slight preference for quality time. Uh, So actually it was around 40% of the group picked quality time. So maybe not such a slight preference. But otherwise the rest of the options were pretty evenly split. But here is something that I find both fascinating and maybe a little bit sad. Some leading voices on this topic say that your love language is what you didn't receive as a child. Let me say that again. Your love language is likely to be something that was missing in your childhood. So when you're able to tap into that for your friends, neighbors, colleagues, and significant others, you're really hitting something important for that person. Look, you might think a letter or a hug is silly, but to that person, it might be everything they had been hoping for and waiting for since they were a little kid. And again, as we think about the gift-giving season of 2020, when... We may not have a lot of money to play with. Please keep in mind that things like acts of service, 
words of affirmation, quality time. A lot of the love languages require no money at all. They require thought. They require care. Anyway, folks, that's all I had for you for this week. You know, last year when we did our gift giving episode, it went on for two episodes. We had so much to say and so many examples. But, you know, I think for this year, I'm hoping that we can all kind of come back to what's important to us and what's important to the people we love and see if we can find gifts and ways to celebrate the holidays that that bring us back to our values and don't necessarily require us to spend a lot of money. As usual, you can find us at www.onlytryingtohelp.com. You can email me at kate at onlytryingtohelp.com. You can find us on social media using the handle at I was O-T-T-H, at I was O-T-T-H. We'd be happy to hear from you there. And in the meantime, please be well, please be safe, and please do what you can to show love to others.